Are you interested in learning more about how EOS can help you run a better business, become a better leader, and live a better life? Stay tuned for all the ways you can jumpstart your journey on EOS. I think we were wearing so many different hats that we would have situations where we might overlap in areas. Both Jesse and I come from a brand building marketing background. And so while you're dealing with operations, you're dealing with marketing, you're dealing with finance, you're dealing with all of the aspects of the business. And it wasn't until this EOS shift where we actually started to really solidify where our strengths were, who could really bring their best to the table for that role, that we were able to segment that. Those words of wisdom come from Graham Wong, founder, CEO, and visionary of Loft, a Toronto-based flexible workspace company with the goal of being the Starbucks of space with an Uber-like sensibility. Yeah, I think for me, leadership has meant so many different things. At times, it was just showing people kind of the pace that we were trying to set, the hustle and the grind. And then at other times, it morphed into transparency and having to bring them into the nuts and bolts and the hard parts of the business. And then today, I think where we can have the biggest impact through leadership is really the coaching and the mentoring and the training. So it's kind of at different stages of the business. I think it's meant different things. And of course, we've evolved, I think, as leaders through the whole experience. And you get involved in a lot of things in your life and you think, oh, I'm taking a leadership position and, oh, I, I can do this thing and show people how it's done. But when the chips are down and things are really struggling, how much you share and how much you divulge and how you have to reconfigure our team, like surviving COVID, all these things really tested our leadership abilities. And I think we're in a much better place today, especially with the EOS literature under our belts. And that's his integrator and Loft's COO, Jesse Sherratt. Welcome to We Run on EOS. I'm your host, Pam Kosenki. You know, it's interesting to see how these two leaders, each a visionary in his own right, discovered a way to step into one specific right fit role, learn how to lift and separate from each other and transform as leaders by truly embracing the visionary integrator puzzle fit. I think when you are a serial entrepreneur and you are used to creating and, and sort of charging forward with your, you know, you have something in your head and you just go and execute it. In many cases, you have difficulty trusting others to pick up and sort of run with the vision as well. And the, the, the person I am coming out of VOS and coming out of the last couple of years of doing it is probably not the same person going in because wholeheartedly, it takes a ton of trust and it takes a ton of vulnerability that you're just so programmed to say, no, I can figure this out. I can do this on my own. I can try to figure out the parts. So for me, it was the level of trust, like increasing that as a, a, as a leader in the team and the people in Jesse wholeheartedly knowing that you're in the trenches with people and you have to be able to, to trust. I think at some times, maybe in the past, I didn't assert the direction that I really wanted people to go. And I opened up a lot of space for interpretation and different opinions. And And while that's great, and I think open dialogue and collaboration is so important to what we do, people also need to see someone leading the ship. 
And I think what I've seen is that when I move to the vanguard, when I'm on the forefront of the battle, uh, I can really kind of show the team a different direction. I can take in their feedback and then I can say, no, that's not the way we're going to go. We're going to do it this way. I really appreciate your insight. Maybe we'll revisit in six months. I'm going to put it on the long-term issues list. So that's been a big change for me where in the past I probably would have said, oh, that's a great idea. Let's try that out too. And, and then give myself like 50 more to-dos where now it's like I feel more confident when I say no and to rationalize that and mm -hmm. to still get buy-in from the team, even though their, their idea may not have been heard at the time. Awesome. So I'm hearing Graham say he had to learn how to trust, delegate, elevate, let go of the vine, as we say. Right. And Jesse had to learn how to actually be collaborative with that, while still being decisive and mm -hmm. saying, here's where we're going. And also, hey, it, we are not leading by consensus here even though everyone gets to be heard. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard thing to do because you don't want to kill people's creativity or, you know, excitement and feeling like they're moving the needle for us. So it's, it's a balance of, yeah, this is a good idea. That's not a good idea. And sometimes maybe I lack the confidence to feel like I could be the arbiter of what's good and what's bad and what's going to work. Because the reality is, is that we just throw a lot of stuff at the wall sometimes and try different strategies and pivot and we're nimble. So it's always a learning, but I think we're in a way better place today than we have been. We often say in EOS that vision without traction is hallucination. If you never get the ball across the line, you're just playing for participation medals, and the chances are you'll lose the discipline and motivation to win. Bringing giant visions down to the ground and doing the block and tackling on execution is both art and science, and also mission critical in entrepreneurial success. Loft, the vision is enormous. It is absolutely gigantic, you know, of creating this network of small spaces distributed across the world, this ubiquitous network where you're checking in like the Uber of space, people being distributed. Then we create these custom work journeys for each person that comes through, through our software, our technology and connection with service and tools. The vision is almost so big and exciting that it's like, where do you even start? And I think for a long time, we just assume people might see it the way we did and they gravitate to the way we're thinking about, you know, how work can happen in a distributed way. And I think prior to EOS, you know, we didn't really set a lot of concrete targets. We didn't do annual planning. We didn't do a lot of the things that now seem so obvious to us in trying to mature our business. And what we did in the past was we had some great successes. We were growing, but it was always like trying this thing and that thing. And we couldn't really measure success because we didn't really know where we're going. And while today the targets that we have in place may seem small, they're not the billion dollar vision of a tech startup that you want to create but they're realistic and they're incremental. And we're seeing 50 to 60% revenue increase quarter over quarter. And while we'd love it to be more, that's a really big accomplishment. And I think it goes back to that whole idea of the gap in the gain. And you're always looking at where you wish you were and seeing the gap and you don't look back and see the gain. And I think by setting targets and using scorecards and doing the annual planning and seeing the incremental steps toward the vision, uh, we become way more focused and we have a much more clear picture as to how to actually achieve the vision. 
Graham, talk to us about your kind of feelings of the ceilings. Is it the same thing? You're probably going, well, of course, can't we get there? Jesse, let's go. What are you doing? <laughs> and I think to Jesse's point where we, we had the public and the public is is looking at our product and we're thinking about where's this traction going to come from? So there's this ceiling there. But internally, as you need to build a team around this, a team that's going to buy into this vision, I think before EOS, you have this, you you think everyone, just like you think the public should know your business, you think that anyone joining the team should <laughs> be right on board and they should say, yes, okay, I get it, I'm in. This is my everything, right? <laughs> oh, oh, I don't have a life after joining Loft, right? You know, like this is it. And you think- That's what happened to me, so. Yeah, and so they join this journey and you have this ceiling where people join and maybe you haven't necessarily been as clear been able to communicate the vision, to communicate the the plan, the strategy. And EOS allows us to, with clarity, communicate what we're, we're aiming quarterly, yearly, in three years, 10 years. And so when someone joins a team, you're able to communicate this vision. Like you're able to say, there's this vision, you bought into it, but we actually have some thinking behind this. And that's been a shift for us because it, it helps us put stakes in the ground. We have signposts, we have things that we're moving towards and everybody's aligned on that. The all team as an example that we have this Friday, as an example, we have an all team. And just being able to prepare for that and actually thinking about what we have to share monthly and knowing that everyone's on the same page. That was a big shift for us because I think before that you're you're in this startup phase and you're sort of saying, hey, we'll figure it out. Everybody, yes, we're going to open a new location. But for them to know that there's actually a plan, it's <laughs> quite helpful. Your right? vision so, and how you're going to get there. Right, exactly, exactly. It's funny to me, you know, we talk about this as a shared by all, SBA. You've probably heard about it 100,000 mm -hmm. times. And relative to your VTO, this is why you're talking, having an all company meeting and after your quarterly Right. And saying, hey, this is where we're going. This is how we're going to get there. Is everybody a hell yes or it's a hell yes. no kind of thing? And exactly. it's funny to me as an implementer, I, we always laugh. I'm, I'm like, I can't believe I have to tell you this. But after you build your vision, you have to share it. You have to share it. <laughs> Not once, but like 8,100 times because the thing that seems obvious to you has to be expressed in so many different ways, so many, so many times, and all the new people and all the changes, and that people have to feel this. So, talk to me a little bit about how you bring your vision to life for the company. Hmm. One thing that I would just clue in on right away is the work life freedom component of it. And to us, it's funny because we vision this, envision this kind of future work where it's not balance, it's not integration, it's work-life freedom. And for us, that's the flexibility to choose when and where you work. And for a long time, I don't think Graham or I had that freedom. We kind of talked about it and it was like this great concept and we thought, oh, this is really the evolution of what balance is because you're in control, you're in the driver's seat. And now I just finished doing a bunch of quarterly one-on-one -on -one conversations with my team. The first time I've ever done it in the real EOS way. And the feedback was incredible. And the alignment to the vision is incredible. And people telling me about what flexibility means for them in their lives of the team being able to show up for elderly parents who are sick. 
be there to drop off their kids in the morning, pick them up in the afternoon, being trusted to deliver the work that is required of them in terms of productivity and not time. And I think what that has shown us is that it is possible to both be a growing business, to make profit, to generate more revenue, and then also still have a really powerful, good life and the flexibility and the trust to go out and do the things you need to do. And the thing I'm discovering more about myself and as I talk to friends, people who have a life that they really cherish and love and a beautiful life outside of work and and can show up and be part of that. When they come to work, they work 10 times harder because they want to get back to that beautiful life Mm -hmm. on the other side of that checklist. And I'm learning that more to work with the team to give them the tools to go build their beautiful life. And I think it starts with flexibility and trust. So living by example, you're living mm-hmm. your purpose, your core values, your your mission. Yeah, exactly. I was out in my garden this morning tending my peonies and sending photos to the team. And I'm a big gardener and it gets me so out of my head and it's a very zen moment. And I'm trusted to do that because I don't have to start at 8.30 or 9 o'clock on the dot. I can go out, have my coffee, tend my flowers. And and it's just, it's a much more beautiful way to live, I think. And then, you know, being up here doing work all day, I'm motivated to be efficient, to optimize my processes, to think about everything I do, document my processes in 90 so that I can teach other people how to do it. So they don't need me. They can go look at 90, look up the process, and then I can be out tending my flowers. So it's a harmony between those two things. Love, there's the word again. Graham, tell me, how are you sharing your vision? How do you make sure people have a sense of what's in your head and heart? Well, I, I think definitely the all team and my job is the culture to really share it with everyone as as much as I can. And as I bounce around with the team, one of the things that I think Jesse and I do this weekly in our sync, but even dropping into the locations and having conversations with people just on a human level, just, you know, talking about what's going on in your life. I'm, I'm very philosophical on, on a lot of things. And so I may go into a location and there are times where, where I'm discussing, I don't know, anything from politics to attachment theory with with people in terms of personal lives. And so I think that that is definitely part of sharing the culture because work-life freedom is our goal. It's our mandate. And part of that has to be, where does life fit into your work? Ultimately, you'll get the job done, but we're people. We're human. I've been called a robot before, so this is this is a this is a, this is me. an upgrade for you. This, this is, is an upgrade. This is yeah. Graham two point seven five or or something like that. Yeah. When we set out on the EOS journey, I kind of asked Graham. I was like, "You're such a visionary when it comes to businesses and the things you want to create. Why aren't you more visionary about your personal life? What are you doing to create joy in your life? What an integrator!" <laughs> I was like, you got to you gotta bring this creativity to your personal life, too. There's nothing worse than your processes and training content scattered around a bunch of Google Docs, or worse, stuck in people's heads. The good news is there's a platform called Trainual that makes it easy to document everything about your business, finally get your SOPs and policies organized, shave tons of time off onboarding and training, and get your process component nailed down. It's the integrator's dream. So whether you're growing or trying to scale with consistency, 
or tightening up and needing more ROI from your team's time, Trainual is the answer. Right now, podcast listeners can get 15% off their first year. Visit trainual.com and enter EOS promo code EOS15. That's T-R-A-I-N-U-A-L.com with promo code EOS15 when you pick your plan. their big gap between how the business was doing and then where they'd like to be. And you know, still to this day, that gap exists, but more realistic than ever today. And I think at the beginning, it was about not worrying as much about the outside world and about valuation and what people think and focusing on the fundamentals of the business internally and a lot of conversation around that. That's Lofts EOS implementer, Andrew Turner, talking about the harsh reality checks between vision and execution, hope and dreams versus reality. When our eyeballs are bigger than our stomachs, things can grind to a halt pretty fast. We get full and shut down, leaving a lot on the plate. And one of the things we talk about a lot is the Stockdale paradox, this idea of recognizing the, the, the brutal reality of the current situation. I'm not saying it was brutal, but with COVID, it did get challenging, but also maintaining that hope. And you can't have one with the other. And I think they were maintaining hope without maybe the reality of the current situation, how to work through the stumbling blocks as they arose. And there was a lot of them for, like you said, a co-working business during COVID. Yeah, it sounds like there is this massive vision. I mean, it's a very disruptive yeah. business model. They want to be the Starbucks of these co-working spaces. How have you worked through with them how to share this vision, not just internally, right, through some sort of vision traction organizer and bringing it to life, but also externally? How do they, how do you work through those to negotiate those two things so it doesn't feel like it's too cerebral or unattainable, but also it's visionary? Well, I mean, you and I, we can talk vision traction organizer. We know the benefit, but having them look 10 years out, that can be that, that big, huge goal that they've got. And that doesn't have to change. You can throw it out there. But then as we start, you know, cascading down to three-year picture and one-year plan, the quarterly rocks, we're forced to get more realistic because we understand what happened, you know, the quarter before, 90 days before, and it gives us a sense of what can happen. And there's this interplay between the long term and the short term. And they have to, we have to connect the dots somehow. But one of the challenges I think they had is, you know, what's actually happening in the business. And then what's the story that they would have to create for investors or for the outside world? And how can we align those things so they didn't feel pulled apart at the seams? That it could be one story that everyone's bought into and unify not just employees, not just themselves but investors and the outside world. Yeah, that's an interesting thing as you think about a variety of target markets. And one of those is certainly, right, their customer. Uh, but there also is this, this investor scenario where you need to convince the investors that you have not just a, a crazy vision and dream, but something with an actual solid plan behind it where you can lose steam pretty fast, right? Then you're kind yeah, you of wolf type of thing. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. What I love about their business model and what I would say would even be true between uh, the visionary integrator dynamic is this idea of harmony and freedom that kept coming up in the conversation, not only with work-life flexibility, with, a, with the focus of the business model itself, 
but also in relationships and relationship to your this kind of yeah this work life balance this reality that they're trying to pull together and create make business personal and personal business it's a beautiful concept it it yeah. messes with boundaries really like a lot so it's just disruptive in that way but talk a little bit about how you see that play out in their culture and in the business yeah. So interestingly enough, that's what they want to provide for all of their customers, all of their clients. They want to create this community of people that are feeling this work-life harmony. It's no longer about balance. It has to be integrated in a in a way that works for all of us. And then they also want that for all of their employees. But what's interesting is during the most challenging time is they weren't living it themselves. So they were stretching themselves really thin to protect everyone else around them. And I think through the process of EOS is really just helping to understand that we all need to be on the same page, looking at the same facts in order to get there. And I think that they found a way to load balance off, first of all, each other better, but then also create a leadership team around them in the right way that can also load balance so that everyone is is seeing that, uh, not everyone despite them. Ah, I love that. Yeah. And the, and the word balance is not the right thing. Harmony, right? Because it isn't just about perfect balance. It's about the yin and the yang and the playing off of each other. And also this idea that we're leaders training leaders. As go we, so go they. And if you can't let go of the vine, you're protecting people from the truth or sharing in this burden slash harmony of what it takes to create this new, this entrepreneurial world then you've lost the plot <laughs> as owners. And, it, and we all know what the predictable outcome will be. Well, even to that, Pam, is that if people don't know the truth of the situation, they can't help. They're, they're looking at problems that are not the real problems, trying to solve them. And in no way does that help the overall business. So I think that creating trust with people by being vulnerable, being honest, and not feeling the need to protect them, having them support you in a meaningful way is, is important. Of course, that's kind of what the system uniquely is able to do. And Graham talked about learning how to let go of the vine, trusting people back to this word of trusting, right? Mm-hmm. And then of course, and then on and Jesse's side of things, it was about leading from the front versus behind. So it's kind of an interesting world of Graham needing to lead. He's used to leading in the front, but needs to actually share and trust and delegate so that he can be his best version of himself. Mm-hmm. And then Jesse's going, you know, I need to step in front and actually lead more at the front and not kind of be in the back as a cheerleader and guidance person when actually the team is looking for direction. Yeah. So just kind of want to have you talk a little bit about some of those dynamics. Well, Graham is a true visionary, Pam, and, and the, the truest visionary of, that I see in a lot of ways, like big, huge vision. And then the day-to-day, some of the, the minutiae, right, is how a visionary would classify it, does dream him. But at the same time, because he's so clear about his vision, he's also very specific in how he wants it executed. So there's a balance between the letting go is trusting. And obviously, you can't let go of the vine unless you've got people around you that can handle it. But more than that, that are truly bought in, that can truly see the exact same vision. So I think through this process, as Graham has realized that Jesse is fully bought in, like he can see the vision, he's on board, he's the right cultural fit. And he's proven the blood, sweat, and tears that he's put in. And that's allowed him to create this trust. And they've naturally moved into this visionary integrator role where, at this point, Graham has let go of the vine completely and I don't think has any other direct reports aside from the visionary integrator relationship, which is great. 
healthy conflict around big dreams versus big execution is classic rocket fuel stuff. If a visionary and an integrator saw everything the same, businesses would be in trouble. Just like work-life harmony is the core of the loft model, visionary and integrator harmony is vital for businesses to take off. And to be clear, harmony doesn't necessarily mean living in perfect balance. When you're building a vision as big as loft, we probably have moments of healthy conflict around investment and investors. And I think my role in terms of being out there and trying to understand more about what narrative and what story makes sense for the market today and coming back in and saying, hey, we may need to structure a deal in this way may create a situation where we have healthy conflict where we say, hey, listen, those investors aren't in here every day <laughs> to see the day-to-day -day and the sacrifice and everything that we've done. And so maybe the deal should be structured in this way. And I think we have this really healthy conflict where we talk about internal value, external perception, and we work through it because of this EOS world. Because I think where I can be out there and it's easy to sit at a table and it's easy to say, hey, you should get involved. And, you know, what would that deal need to look like? Jesse working with the team and understanding the sacrifices internally, sometimes we need to work through some healthy conflict to get to a deal that makes sense for us, right? To make sense for everyone. I can give you a, a much more funny example, maybe. Make smart work is the trademark slogan of Loft. And to me, it always meant the space was smart when you come into it, what you do in the space, you know, it's guided by technology, you're booking out on, 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 on demand, all these things, like it's, it's maximum flexibility. And for so long, we always called every asset smart desk, smart office, smart workroom. I said, Graham, it's a little redundant. No, if everything's smart, like if everything's smart, is anything smart? And the space itself is smart. And after years of us clashing on this point, uh, Graham has finally conceded and we've dropped the smart off the front of every asset class. And now we're just calling it desk or office or workroom, but the space itself is smart. And the other thing that I think about is I've pushed him very hard to increase the hourly pricing for our desk from $5 an hour. You can't even get a coffee for that anymore to $10 an hour, but it's like, Graham's Costco hot dog line in the sand. No, I am not increasing the price on this thing. So we have fun on those. Sometimes I win, most of the time I lose, but uh, we definitely have fun kind of going back and forth on those ideas. Look, I, give me a summary here of some final aha moments on the journey, Any things that have fundamentally changed for you, whether it's worldview, whether it's like business view, just kind of some nuggets uh, for both of you. Jesse and I talked about this maybe two weeks ago. And despite all of the success and all of the growth that we, we feel is imminent and will experience over the next couple of years, one of the things that we said to each other last week is, if it were to end today, right, we've succeeded. Because here we are today and there'd be many more things that we would be able to work on together. And I think that's, I don't know if we would have been able to say that before EOS, because I think you're so tied up and enmeshed in this vision and this idea that it's very hard to separate out what the business is, who the people are. And I think we've been able to do that in a really 
positive way so that we're at a place today where we know that we have a great business. We know that there's great a great road ahead for us, but we also know that us as individuals aren't so really enmeshed in that and, and mixed up like we really are individuals and we really have this great business and we're working together on it. And I think that's the nugget for me that I take away from everything over the last three years that I really value. There's freedom. You're independent from the business. Yes. There's so many different ways to succeed in life. Sometimes you go through these roller coaster experiences where you feel like, you know, a great triumph one week and a failure the next week. And I try to practice a lot of gratitude and things like that to keep my mind feeling positive. And when you zone in on the people and that they love their jobs and they feel supported and they like showing up on Monday, but they're not dreading it. What a success. The ripple effect from 16 people who are happy and fulfilled yeah. and feel challenged and have growth in their lives to go out and impact the people they love and their families. And to me, that's another way of succeeding every day that isn't about uh, a finish line. It's about something that we show up and do every day. So I think that's been really helpful. If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will forever live thinking that it's stupid. And if you <laughs> meet people in their own peculiar genius of where they are and let them follow their passion, I've been learning time over time, they will surprise you. And my goal now is to identify those things within people and keep configuring the right person, right seat, and find the right mix that really lets people run with the things they, they're passionate about and get excited about and geek out over because I've seen how impactful that can be. Wow. You're taking people to school, you two, on this idea of <laughs> freedom. Freedom, harmony, work life, everything. And it sounds like since you've You've personally invested in living the thing that you're building. It, it seems like all boats are rising and there's a whole nother level of culture and energy behind you. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And I think with a remote team too, it's hard. You know, maintaining culture is hard and we put a lot of effort into it. And I think that's what other companies are looking for right now is this blueprint for how to keep a, a remote distributed team engaged and how to keep them focused on productivity and the bottom line. And I think we've discovered a lot along the way that can help our clients succeed in this new climate of distributed work. We Run On EOS is available on all major podcast platforms. Why? Because duh. Also, please follow us so you don't miss an episode. And if you like hearing from visionary integrator duos, check out Rocket Fuel an EOS podcast talking about those relationships and how to grow in your role from those who've been there. You can check it out on the EOS website or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Learn about all the things EOS at eosworldwide.com. I'm your host, Pam Kosenke, and thanks for listening. While being a great boss may sound simple, it often isn't, but it can be easier. The Great Boss Workshop provides leadership team members and mid-level managers with simple yet proven tools and approaches to get more done and create accountable, people-centric environments for their teams to thrive in. 
Visit eosworldwide.com to register for an upcoming session.